You're listening to Rule Deviation. Your voice matters. Warning, the views and opinions expressed are those of each individual and do not represent the views of the National Rural Letter Carrier Association nor the United States Postal Service. Hey boys and girls, welcome back to Rural Deviation. I hope this finds all y'all in in good spirits. Yeah. Hope everybody's doing well. And if you happen to be somebody that doesn't pay attention to the news and stuff like that, definitely need to keep the people in Florida that's in the path of Hurricane Ian and your thoughts and stuff of that nature. Many rural carriers are down in that area. Florida's one of the bigger states for rural carriers. A lot of y'all down there. And if you're down there, please take care of yourself and your family. Yeah, please. I want to say this the, the, the silly thing that more than likely there's postmasters in the less likely affected area to where carriers still need to take precautions that are probably going to make them go out on the route, stuff of that nature. We know it'll probably happen. But at the end of the day, boys and girls, if you're in a situation like that, safety is your number one concern. It is the one thing that you can say no to any direct order. And if that's going out and delivering, if you don't feel safe in a condition that might not be directly in the path of the hurricane, but semi, you can fill out a safety form and you can actually send it straight above your postmaster's head to the district safety office, if I'm not mistaken. You ain't got to worry about him. Okay. And if you wanted to, I think you can also do it anonymously. You want to put that out there. But for everybody that's out there, please take care of yourselves. And these storms ain't nothing to mess with. Hurricane Ian is a category two as of this moment, this morning. And with all that said, probably asking Josh, why are you doing a recorded podcast right now? Like, why, why are we not doing lives? Why did we miss the live last Tuesday? And if this doesn't get to you till after this coming Tuesday, last Tuesday would have been September the 20th. And this Tuesday, if it doesn't get out to you, then we'll miss two lives. Why? Um, just things, things have happened. I've had to think really hard about what I'm striving for on this podcast. And it's been very aggravating, disappointing, depressing, trying to figure out the answer to this question in my head. And I figured it out last Tuesday. I was just away up in Illinois on rotation with FedEx working and I was going to sit down and do what I'm doing right now. I'm back home in Tennessee for a week at this moment in time. I was going to do this up in Effingham, Illinois. But when I sat down to do it Tuesday night, well, actually 
the first thing was I worked till like eight thirty Tuesday night. Shit hit the fan. Yeah, we had two drivers. Was that the day? I don't remember. Long days up there in Illinois. I was working. And when I got off, it was like eight thirty, and I just didn't have the energy. I went. I got food and I went to bed. Um. Just didn't want to do it. Wednesday, I woke up like I'll do it then. It's like I really don't want to do this, but I know I got to. I know I got to. I got to talk about this situation. Got to talk about the whole entire thing going on. And just in keeping, I can actually drink responsibly tonight, so I don't have a glass with me. My glass has been sitting here since I've been away for four weeks. And it has a bug in it. So straight down to the bottle tonight. Mm. A little Jack Daniels single barrel 100 and what? Well, they don't do that anymore. They don't put it right there for everybody to find. I feel gypped. This one's only 94 proof. They're typically 130 proof. What the hell? Um. So yeah. And find myself back here at home, being able to sit here and talk, I guess. And, yeah, much better situation to be able to sit here and do what I need to do and talk about this situation. Before I even get into this situation, understand that there's no ill will towards any of my co-hosts in this situation. I love them all still to this day. I still value the... I still respect the value. I know they bring value to the conversation as it concerns this rule craft. And I hope they continue. That's a hell of a way to get into it. Fuck, I'm struggling with this. <laughs> six minutes in. I figured I could do this episode in six minutes. But nope. So what happened? Let's just get straight to it. As y'all know, before the, the National Convention started, uh, we were sitting here talking. I had high hopes going into the National Convention because all my co-hosts were there. And it was going to be an opportunity like this craft has never had before. An opportunity I never had before. Not in the current state of the way that I do podcasts and the way I report news. Well... I had the opportunity through them to for them to relay information and then update y'all. And this literally could have been one of the most transparent national conventions that's ever happened. We really could have moved the bar. Yeah, were there people that did what weren't gonna like it? Yeah. But for you at home that had no idea what happened, this could have been a learning experience, an eye-opening moment, and understanding that you'd never got about this crap before. That was my goal. And I believe it was my co-host goal, too. Oh, fuck, there's a cigarette die. <laughs> so, like, they get up there on the first night, and we do the, the one episode that y'all had. And I didn't figure we were going to do one every night. I figured we'd have a couple, maybe. Right? Didn't happen after that. I asked the asked them if they wanted to do one the next day, and they were all tired, so I let it go. 
nobody seemed to show any interest to do one the next or to do one Wednesday night. I'm like, I'm not going to force anybody to, if they want to do it, then we'll do it. But if they don't, I'm not going to do it. Or if they're too busy, well, too busy. If they're taking the opportunity to enjoy their time up there, then I get that. If they're doing things, I get it. Right. Mm, yeah. But as far as information, when I was asking for it from them, the first time I asked, not nothing really. A little bit, nothing. About all that I really know of the convention is through like a little bit of a private t uh, message between them and wa and watching their experiences live, but no context really. Not being able to see it, um, asking for context from time to time. Um, and then what y'all see in the Discord channel of the National Convention News discussion, that, that's what I knew from them. And I was very disheartened. I was very disheartened. Uh, to the point to where Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, I realized I wasn't going to bug them no more for information. If I ask once, if you want to give it to me, you'll give it to me twice maybe i'm not gonna keep asking i'm not gonna i'm not gonna intrude if because i'm just gonna take it for it is what it is at that moment in time so then all that goes through bill and Kristen were running for uh president for bill vice president for Kristen, and up until that point to my knowledge when they were talking with people off the convention floor, they were getting a lot of positive feedback about the po podcast from individuals scattered throughout the delegation. But when it came time for the caucus on Thursday night, yeah, Thursday, I believe, um, Bill and Kristen both got railed with questions, not many to my knowledge, but a couple. And with Bill, when he was in the SAC caucus, which is the South Atlantic, which is all the southeastern states, it got hostile from the people asking the questions. Now, I would really learn about the, the temperature of the room, not from any of my co-hosts, a little bit, but I learned from it from individuals that were there that I talked to that are not associated with the podcast. And the amount of disrespect and lack of respect for the process and basically turning it into the negatives of what the podcast is. And one person, one person, I can't, I don't remember which one it was. One person went after Kristen for the fact that I had released the constitutional amendments. Kristen had nothing to do with that. And just because an individual associates with the podcast with me doesn't make them liable for my actions. And as I've stated before, my actions are my actions alone. There's a warning on the front of this podcast for a reason. I don't represent anybody here but myself. Okay. That's it. And what I do is on my own accord, it's my responsibility, my ownership. I own the fuck out of it. I released them because I thought people needed to see what was actually being discussed. And I didn't even get them from a co-host. Nope. One of y'all out there listening. Y'all gave them to me. So, 
And then on top of that, many of them were pulled to the side and told, I better not hear this on the podcast. Y'all better not talk about this. Some of them were told that they better not be given steward advice to everyday carriers that are not directly in their responsibility, their office. And my co-host took those threats seriously. They made the decision that moving from this point forward, they wouldn't be doing that thing. They wouldn't talk about certain things depending on the situation and that we couldn't talk. If somebody had a question about something, we couldn't give advice because that would be official steward. That would, that would be them as an individual who's a part of the steward system, giving advice to someone not underneath their direct representation as a local steward. And I understood that. I understand and I respect all my co-hosts choice at this moment in time to not have those conversations just because I respect it. Doesn't mean I, I agree with it because I don't, I have a different perspective, but my direct response to someone who wants to say that any of my co-hosts actually using the knowledge of the contract to help someone else, when we can go and actually find the documentation, and show you, here's here's the rule. Here's the situation. Especially with the podcast, when we're not on official steward time. We're not on union time. They're not stewards. You're a rule carrier when you go to work. And when you do your job, you're a rule carrier. But the moment you clock off, now you still may be a rule carrier at work, but that's your personal time to do with what you wish. And people will say, well how you act off the clock and stuff of that should come. You know, you're not underneath that rule. You're not, you're not as a local steward when you're not acting as one. I know a lot of people take pride in that kind of thing, but if you're not an official capacity. Yeah. But that was the situation. Um, coming back after the national convention, and uh, the next Tuesday, we did do a live. And I was running late. Got They were doing interstate work out there on the route I was running and got caught up in a traffic jam. I asked Mike to co-host, and Mike did a great job of hosting. Hmm. This this thought that I'm about to put out there is not about the way he hosted the show. He did a good job of keeping the conversation going. And I appreciate him because I was hoping that I could do that with all my co-hosts. If I got caught in that situation, I could wrote like, hey, you want to do it this time? Like, hey, here, take 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 the wheel, right? I was really wanting to do that. But the first 30, 40 minutes while I'm trying to eat and get all my stuff taken care of and get off work and shit like that. I'm listening and I'm disappointed. 
I don't know why I'm disappointed because they've done told me what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. But everything that they've they had experienced in that week, they weren't really talking about. They were just talking about their experiences overall. And I'm just like, what are we doing here? Because I'm listening, and I'm trying. I'm reminded of what we sounded like before the national convention and the way in which they're having the conversation sounds nothing like us nothing about how we do what we do here and i didn't want to join that podcast i remember messaging emily it's like i really i I feel like i'm gonna bring the vibe down if i come in this room right now i think that's what i'm gonna do now i did join and I was a little hot and a little bit flat uh, on certain situations. And a, there was a little bit of giveaway from Bill and stuff like that to talk about some of the situations. But overall, most people didn't really touch them. And I understand. I understand why you're trying to protect your future in this craft. And I get that. But. Even though I'm not a real carrier no more, under one of the things I knew when I started this podcast, and maybe it was just me putting my expectations of myself and my involvement on my co-hosts, maybe that's what led to my disappointment. Because I was a local steward. Was just a local steward the entire time doing the podcast, never once got told, I better shut up. And some people in high places had heard this. Good friends of mine in high places had heard this. Had heard what I do. Never told me to shut up once. Was actually told by one friend how this is protected. One of it is the LMDR, which is the Labor Act of whatever year that damn thing was passed. It's the Bill of Rights for all labor, basically. I'm horrible at definitions, but LMDR Bill of Rights or some, or I can't remember exactly what it's called, but somewhere in there, there's a clarifying, I know I should be, I should have it right here, but I didn't think about, I just said this out loud, but I'm I'm, I'm an off the top person. This is what I do, but I should have had that up here so I could have said it. And those rights give you the ability to talk about situations like we do. They give you the ability to step out of um, the policies or what's socially acceptable or whatever that is to do what we do on this podcast. They exist. What I also come to find out is almost anybody who gets associated with a podcast that decides to do something, well, you get a scarlet letter on your chest thanks to me. Yeah. So I understand why. And I respect it. But at the end of the day, after finishing that episode, it's where my mind went is how do I move forward? How does the podcast move forward? How do we move forward together? How do we do it? There wasn't a lot of communication 
from my co-host on this issue, I guess they kind of had said their thing and didn't really want to talk. One did. And I, I knew this individual was going to cease their involvement to a certain degree after the national convention. And I appreciate that person for having that conversation with me. But overall, that wasn't had. And we didn't talk. And I finally had to ask the question in Discord in our private chat. It's like, I need the air cleared right now. What can we talk about and what can't we? We shouldn't say we're local stewards. We shouldn't say our positions in the union. We shouldn't. This is all their thoughts. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be critical of them. I'm just saying, I, I don't agree with them. I don't like them. Shouldn't give official steward advice. Certain situations like the national convention, the appeals section of it, the appeals process that happened this year, we can't talk about that. And the more I start to learn, oh, don't red bar. The more I start to learn about what happened during the appeals process, about the 52 odd so, whatever appeals, the more I'm going to talk about it. The more that I hear that has a value to the conversation. Doesn't mean I agree with any of the, the appeals, but it means it has a value to this conversation that we do here. And I was flat out told right after the convention, or maybe even during the convention, that if I talked about it, that certain people would drop off the podcast. If it brings value, information, news to the listener to help them understand the conversation and the stuff that y'all deal with at the National Convention, I'm going to talk about it. I'm still researching, I guess you could say, because I wasn't personally there. Still talking to people about it from many different points of view here. Okay? And when I have a better understanding, I'm going to sit down and talk about it. And I respect y'all's choices of my co-host. But I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about and what I, what I believe should be talked about, which is everything. Transparency. Like, for y'all, y'all that got Confused about why I released all the information I did during the national convention? Have you not met me yet? Transparency, honesty. My number one thing, to a certain degree. A little bit of others. But yeah, that's up there on the list. Ownership, accountability. One thing that failed to happen to your national leaders at the convention. Many of them were downright hostile and degrading to people stepping up to run for national office that never had any leadership position. All because they think it's a stepping stone ladder all the way to the top. And Don Mastin, you're just a shitty human being for the your opening speech. He's current vice president. If you need clarification. Hmm. So after that conversation, talking with my co-host, I was doing my best to try to understand how to move forward, but I could not see it. Because what they're wanting to do is throttle down while I'm at 100. And I'm not throttling down. I'm not backing down. But if I don't throttle down, then the lives end. So then what do I do? And that was... The next week of my life, going to work, 
getting off, contemplating that, going to shooting pool, going home, contemplating that, waking up the next day, going to work. What do I do? How do I be honest to myself and everything that I've tried to do and the individuals that have come on here? What have we done to the point before the national convention? What have we worked for together? That honesty, that transparency. Honestly, that don't give a fuck mentality about the status quo. And if I chose to move forward with the Facebook lives, then it wouldn't have been real. Well, it's not the right way to put it. It had been real. But it had been real to a point. And once we stepped over this line, well, then there were certain things that we can't do this. There is no out of bounds here. We talk about it all the time. Nothing's out of bounds. Nothing's off limits. Besides politics, when it gets too damn divisive. And for no damn reason, you know. That's the only thing that I've ever been like, hey, let's move forward through this, is when we talk about divisive-ass topics that really, really mean nothing to what we're doing here. So in the... Monday night, I'd made the decision. I let all the emotions run out, so I was clear-headed in my my decision. It's like I'm just going to suspend the lives for right now. I don't want to. I don't want to stop doing what I love, because I love doing the lives. But being honest to myself and everything we've tried to do here. If we continue doing the lives, what would be the product we give to you as the listener? It'd be a product that's not, not, not a hundred. People have throttled down in the conversation. And then you're going to see me at a hundred percent throttle and be like, what the hell's going on here? So I ain't going to stop. I ain't going to stop being me. And the main thing that's, I've got to stand behind what we do here. I got to know that every time that mic goes live, that all my co-hosts aren't, are saying stuff off the mic that they're not going to say on it. It just is what it is. That's that's what we always been about. And it fucking hurts. But it's not the fault of my co-host. They made a decision for their future and I respect it. And I hope that they are able to make the changes in this union to work towards with other people to make the changes within this union that we all know are possible. It's, it's been a aggravating and rough fucking two weeks, boys and girls. But I'm not done doing what I'm doing here. And so that's where my mind goes. Is, well, how do I move forward now? They're always welcome on the podcast, but they understand 
if they if we're gonna do anything together, then they gotta understand what we're doing. They gotta understand the mission, the mission statement. I guess you could say a rule deviation. Maybe I need to type it out. Anything less than the mission statement, to me as somebody that is the one that puts the work in on the back end to get everything out to y'all, it's got to be there. It's got to be there all the time. I, I, I'm not playing with chihuahuas. I'm going to play with pit bulls. This fuck. Hell. I got 30 minutes on this shit. Are you fucking kidding me? So that's the situation I find myself in. I really hope they're not resentful of me for doing this. I hope you as the listener are not resentful and disappointed. Well, you're probably going to be disappointed if you enjoy what we do here. But as much, even though we could have still done good together as a group, we lacked the opportunity to reach the full potential of what we could bring to you as the listener because they put constraints on themselves and what they'll do. And it is what it is. Like I've got no ill will. I'm just like, I've always done boys and girls. I've always told y'all the truth to the situation. I've tried to admit my biases along the way. I've tried to be honest about everything that's happened to this point, as much as I know to be, which is more times than not painfully fucking honest. I'm the one that's making the choice to do this. My co-hosts, to a certain degree, still want to be a part of the lives. But like I told them, I can't do it. I can't do it under the constraints that they want to do it under. And that's what it is. Because at the end of the day, if I do it, I'm damned. If I don't, I'm damned. If I do the lives, then I live the fact we're not everything we can be. If I don't do it, I lose the opportunity for them to be able to reach listeners in the future. For their experiences to reach you. Yep. It fucking sucks. <sighs> I wrote a quote down here, but it ain't even worth saying. But there is a video that I've posted on the page, but I'm going to play it on the podcast and then we're going to be out of here. It's 28, 30 minutes is way too long for this shit. If you got this far, I'm amazed you didn't cut it off after you first got the impression we were done. So suspend it. And I say suspend it, boys and girls, for this one simple reason. I've always seen the podcast to a certain degree. We've had it twice happen to where whoop, fell off the map. And I'm not telling you I'm falling off the map because I've done told you I'm committed to what I'm doing here. And I'm working on things to do, to bring value, to bring to you as the listener. Things that will actually make a difference in your everyday job. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Thankfully, I'm home. I work today with the local contractor, but I work tomorrow. 
Wednesday I'll have off or about, yeah, I'm not working Wednesday. So I'm looking to put some of those ideas into formation, but they won't, it'll probably be a little bit before they get out to you. You got to figure out how to do it right. But if you want to understand what I do here, why I've made this choice, can't find no better explanation of who I am than this video. And if you don't recognize the voice, boys and girls, it's Robin Williams. Here we go. I'll make this as simple as I can. What's wrong with death, sir? What are we so mortally afraid of? Why can't we treat death with a certain amount of humanity and dignity and decency and, God forbid, maybe even humor? Death is not the enemy, gentlemen. If we're going to fight a disease, let's fight one of the most terrible diseases of all, indifference. We're all dying, Truman. Our job is to increase health. You know what that means? That means improving the quality of life, not just delaying death. Now, you ask me if I've been practicing medicine. Well, if this means opening your door to those in need, those in pain, caring for them, listening to them, applying a cold cloth until a fever breaks, if this is practicing medicine, if this is treating a patient, then I am guilty as charged, sir. Transference is inevitable, sir. Every human being has an impact on another. That's why you treat a disease, you win, you lose. You treat a person, I guarantee you, you win, no matter what the outcome. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. The Latin term for that sentiment is carpe diem. Who knows what that means? Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these lines? Because we are food for worms, lads. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. The world is their oyster. They believe they're destined for great things. Just like many of you, their eyes are full of hope. Just like you. Did they wait till it was too late to make from their lives even one iota of what they were capable of? And I know you hate your job and you don't have many friends and I know sometimes you feel a little uncoordinated and you don't feel as wonderful as everybody else and feeling as alone and separate as you feel you are and I think you're the greatest thing since Spice Rex. The universe at its essence, every element has its place in it. You can't change that. They're secure no matter what. See what I mean? You got to be crazy. It's too late to be sane. Too late. You got to go forth your photo. Because you're only given a little spark of madness. If you lose that, nothing. How kind is it to give life, only to take it away again? What's true in our minds is true. Whether some people know it or not. Just keep going. Find that thing you love because it's tough work. But I think if you can find that thing that really gives you joy, that'll be it.
you do come close to losing it. Pushed it right to the edge. So I had to come out now. So I, uh, I'm giving up. Just not the way you think. Sometimes when you win, you lose. There's that thought. Come on back over here. And just about every statement made in that video, I can apply to my life just as an individual. Maybe. Groups. I can apply it to me as an individual. I can apply it in everything I do, I work for, every job I've ever had. I can apply it to that conversation. And I can apply it to everything that I've seek to do on this podcast. Everything that I've ever thought this podcast meant to me, to the listeners, to the goals I strive for, and I hope that the ones that are a part of it also strive for. But it also may be one of my flaws in this conversation is that I put my expectations of what I'm trying to do on others. And that was probably, that was wrong. Not everybody can do what I do. And that ain't meant in a, in a cocky ass way. Because boys and girls, when I was a local steward, I'm talking about this earlier. When I was a local steward and made the podcast, I knew that I was going to be alienated. I knew they couldn't touch me as a local steward unless I actually did do a DFR, a duty of fair representation to one of the people I represent. Yeah, then they could have, but they weren't going to catch me on that. I did some damn good work as a local steward. I'm reason my postmaster went after me to a certain degree and used my hard times against me. I was the loudest mouth in the fucking office. Not only that, that I hold them accountable on paper. I'd accepted those risks. I'd accepted. I wasn't going to be an area steward. I wasn't going to be an ADR, DR. There was no way in hell under the current situation I was ever going to achieve those trying to fight for what I fight for right now. Because the status quo would never let a voice like that get there. It wouldn't. I had opportunity to be an area steward or to, to put in for one. I guess it's a better way of putting it. I didn't. I didn't see the point because I had higher goals. Yeah, could I have helped a lot of people as an area steward? Probably. But if you look at all the people that we've helped on this podcast, that as far exceeded anything I ever could have done as an area steward. As an ADR or a DR. In my life, if I'd have stayed with it long enough. It has the most impact to reach people and have honest conversations is what we do here. And that honesty, that willing to give a hundred and talk about it all, that's what opens the doors for you as an individual.
I was willing to lose any future I had in the Union because I believed in the future of this craft. They'd have been so frustrated with me at the National Convention because if I would have attended, every day would have been a news report and not the little shitty one that the press room put out, but actual details of what happened on that date, who said what, things of that nature. Yeah, I'd have got crucified by union status quo members. There also been people in that room that silently would have been supporting what I was doing because we all in that group believe honesty and transparency should be the number one priority below serving the rule carrier and standing up for the rule carrier, which many of us don't believe your national leaders are doing honestly at all, all the ground they've lost in the past 10 years and never once have they ever been held accountable. They just get the opportunity to do it again. Now, that video, that's why I'm here. When you can understand that video, then you'll understand the decision that I've made here. I can't be anything less than what I am. In this podcast, I refuse to let it be anything less than what it could be. It is what it is, boys and girls. That is the choice. The lives are suspended for this time. Like I said, I'm going to I'm working on things to do to pick up that slack. Is it gonna be as good as before the national convention? Probably not. I'm still gonna continue the goals, the mission statement. I need to write that damn thing down. Damn, I just had no we'll leave that for later thoughts. Because there's forty one minutes on the clock. Of y'all just listening to my dumbass talk. Well, fuck it. I don't know, boys and girls. I really don't know. It's amazing. That ain't the right word. It's frustrating see the potential we had as a podcast before the national convention and to see the potential of the the lives in the aftermath of the national convention it's just like but on that note boys and girls thank y'all for being a part of the journey to this point I know this is going to rub some of y'all the wrong way and it is what it is I told y'all I don't want to do this, and I mean that with everything in me, but if I'm being honest to myself, this is what I do. If I'm being honest to the work that I've put in and the work that others have put in to this point, this is the right choice. may not be the happiest one, but for the time being, it is the right choice. And on that note, boys and girls... You're never alone in this conversation. Your voice matters. And until next time, y'all take it easy.